do the intro yeah we're gonna do the intro man welcome back another tinfoil matt um we have a special guest our first ever guest first time mr mr josh smith man yeah. what's going Fr- on dude? friend of the show so he's so much of a friend that he just added uh he just added us on instagram like on tuesday yeah you guys popped up as somebody i should might <laughs> want to follow <laughs> and i was like who's who are these kooks we're not kooks bro we're fucking official <laughs> couple kooks brah <laughs> Now you guys, okay. Just show the for any of the episodes. That's fine. We're trying, trying to kick things back up and and start start the brand new year. New year, new us. New videos every couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we wanted to have you on because uh, one, you're part of the squad, part of the bros. Um, and uh, yeah, pretty mom- monumentous past week for you. Um. But I figured before we get into that, Momentous. I want to do uh, a <laughs> momentous, mom- <laughs> monumental, <laughs> monumental. Um, <laughs> uh, why don't you intro yourself, man? Like, what uh, what brought you to jujitsu? What do you do for a living? <laughs> what are your <laughs> are you top or bottom? What do you got going on? Um, yeah, so I got into jujitsu. It was one of those things where, uh, you know, my dad wouldn't let me do it. I was living in Brazil and I was really into kickboxing. I did kickboxing for about four years when I was in high school. And at night I would see the old Casa Grossa, as they say in Brazil, the old dudes that were just like gnarly as hell, just killing each other every night in the corner of this gym that I was at. And I'm like, that looks like so much fun. I want to do that. But my dad's like, no fucking way. You're not getting involved in that shit. Wait, so, uh, well, sorry, can I interrupt you? You, you were a badgie yeah. bad boy. Bad no, boy. no, bad no, no, no. So wait, just for some context, Josh, you're American. I'm an American. So yeah, so I'm an American. I uh, moved to Brazil when I was about 12, turning 13. I uh, got down there. Got introduced to the Brazilian culture super quick. I mean, they were just, they were, they were brutal. They, uh, they would use like crazy, they would tell me like crazy nicknames and I would just like go along with it thinking that, oh yeah, I have no idea what these guys are saying, but it sounds cool. Like my one nickname was. Yeah, uh, like your nickname is ass mouth or something. Well, they told me. Base. They told me my uh, the one nickname I had for about six months, which was super embarrassing, was Brush. And uh, they told me Brush was a mix of Josh and Brother. And you're our Brush. And I was like, yeah, I like that. Brush sounds, that sounds cool. I've never had a nickname. It's awesome. And uh, started dating a Brazilian girl who spoke English. And... We're walking down the beach one day, and they're like, hey, Brosh, what's up, dude? What's up, Brosh? And I'm like, hey, what's up, guys? And she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what? She's like, don't let them call you that. And I'm like, why not? She's like, do you even know what Brosh means? I was like, no, I have no idea. She's like, it means limp dick. (laughs) (laughs) That's legendary, dude. Oh my god. So six months I was yeah. uh, I was Brasha. So that was super <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing that back. Yeah. We gotta bring that back. Yeah. Was... Um how long did it take you to like learn the language and you know as, like assimilate? Uh so like <clears throat> my dad was he was crazy about me picking it up as soon as possible. Cause he had no plans on leaving. So it wasn't like one of these things where he went down there for work and we were going to be there for a year and he didn't care if I picked up the language or not. So like the first week there threw me into Brazilian school. All they spoke was Portuguese. Like they had, it was a Brazilian, it was a, it was a private school. So they had like, it was safe. It wasn't like I was going to like the public school system that was down there where, you know, I could have been held for ransom or something. I'm like, Oh, you throwing this gringo in here. Yeah. We'll take him. <laughs> So, like, 
it's, I'd say being thrown into school and then tutoring within like a year and a half, I started like dreaming in Portuguese and I kind of knew that I had it. So that was, but I mean, there was a, I mean, there was a lot of nights, like a couple nights a week, my dad would just give me some cash and be like, go down to the restaurants. You got to fend for yourself. If you're hungry, you'll learn how to speak the language. And so it was just go eat by myself in a restaurant. And you know what they call pizza in Brazil? Pizza. <laughs> I ate a lot of pizza. Damn, that's that's like such that's so character building, but also it's so sad. Like, that's so I wouldn't last. Uh, I would be Dude, crying my eyes out. My parents had split up. It was just me and my dad. I'm this young kid, and he's like, "You're gonna fend for yourself." I'm not gonna. He's like my dad. There's no bullshit with him. He's not gonna hold my hand. He expect he has high standards. And, uh, I mean, I think I turned out all right. Yeah, I think so too. I, I, I think that's so unique that like you get to experience, cause you know, most people who experience people who've experienced Brazil, they're, they're talking to Brazilian, right? And so you're, they come from inside the culture, but it's really right. cool that you can see you're, you're an outsider. Okay. Yeah. But uh, you, and they reminded me that all the time. Really? Once I yeah, well, once I ditched the the Brussian nickname, <laughs> it was, once I realized no, that's like, not no, have, no brush, no brush, no brush, <laughs> no brush, strong, no brush. strong, a lot of sign language. No, but then it was just like you're gringo. I mean, they they made sure that I was reminded that every time they spoke to me, you're gringo and. That's your name. Don't forget it, Gringo. Don't, don't your friends now. still call you Gringo? Like from Brazil? Yeah, they still it. call me Gringo. <laughs> like uh, this when promotion in my comments, this promotion, I posted a picture and yeah, Brazilian friends reached out and they're like, hey, Gringo, yeah. You know. Can they call you that when you're in the United If they come visit the United States, I feel like it's not. Well, it's, I feel like at that point, it's like, now I'm going to call. What's what brought. Is, is, I don't even want to say it because I'm scared it's a, like a slur, but get brazo brazo like is that yeah. is that like a yeah brazo in the in the surf country in the surf culture you know calling brazilian brazos are, is pretty big is that derogatory though but like, I, can you get into like nah. people put oh, okay them calling me gringo wasn't derogatory by yeah. any means it was right. just like right. you know they were everyone's shut like these are all lifelong friends like i'm gonna be talking to these guys the rest of my life probably they were good so, guys so you said before that your dad, you wanted to pick up jujitsu. What was like the first time you yeah, you found you saw it in Brazil? Because obviously, I, I assume you didn't see it as an American living in, I guess it was like Cali or Hawaii or whatever. Yeah, no, definitely didn't see it when I was younger. I mean, this is this is this is also 1998, 1997 mm -hmm. when I moved down there. So I was like, you know, I'm young and. Jiu-Jitsu isn't as popular as it was, as it is now, back then, you know? We're talking the earlier days when it was just getting mainstream in the States. And uh, so I get down there, and you get down there, and you're just like, what are all these dudes? Like, why do their ears? And, we're, and why are they all have steroid neck? They're just <laughs> all ripped. <laughs> talking about bombas all the time and i'm like what the heck? like what do they do and my friends are like oh those are like jujitsu guys and you're like you're like what the fuck and all they wanted to do was like represent their gym when they went out at night and it was like game on in the clubs so you would have like different affiliates that usually would lock themselves in with one of like the gangs like and that was the main reason that my dad wouldn't let me do it because there was a lot of gangs that were yeah, had people shit, inside right? and they kind of they liked that these dudes knew how to fight and knew how to and so when they would go in clubs they would kind of pick a group and they would be like yo these are our boys and yeah they're all they all grew up together because they all grew up in the favelas together they all so of course they're boys it's not just because they're doing jujitsu or anything but and it was like defend I mean, like real old school, like defend our park, defend, you know, my side of the street type deal. And I mean, there was no, you never see, you didn't see guns. It wasn't anything like that, but it was like brawls 
constantly my dad's like nah you're not getting involved in that shit not for a second we had a so being down there in the town that i was in in makaya there were a lot of a lot of gringos down there because they all came down for the oil and so i had a friend this kid jason from texas he got down there and he was he saw jujitsu and was like fuck yeah i'm getting into this like he was a wrestler i think and he was like yeah i'm all about this and they immediately were just like <laughs> this kid took whoopings anytime he was in the club he would be the push first person they push to go instigate a fight and you're just like what are you doing Stop doing this stuff. <laughs> it was it was crazy it was it was super crazy it's weird though that like like you, you kickbox. So the implication there is like that striking didn't have that connection to like that gang affiliation. No, like, the why striking down there wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't like for some reason that culture. I mean, striking for one wasn't really that big. I did. It was American kickboxing. I really thinking about it now. I really don't know that there was another gym that even did it. Like we didn't compete. Mm -hmm. It was just, we went to this gym, this, the guy who owned the gym, Marcelo Toro, his, it was him, Marcelo Toro, his son, Marcelo Toro, and, and his son, Toro. and his son, they ran, Marcelo it was, the, it was this family, it was the, the Toro brothers and dad that ran the gym. And it was just, it was, it was definitely new now that I think about it. I think it was new for the town. <clears throat> one of the interesting but things the dad not bad man the oh, dad was a black belt in jujitsu so he was getting this like kickboxing thing going off the ground and starting like in one of the clubs that they had down there they like they call them clubies and it's usually like a place where like soccer's big in brazil obviously so every little uh like borough in the t in the city had their own little clubie and it was like a spot where it was walled in they had nets up over the walls and everything and they had like a pristine soccer field that if you were a member you could play on these nice soccer fields because like like the city's not putting up money to make nice mm -hmm. soccer fields for these kids so like if you had a little bit of money you could join one of these clubs and he was able to like make a deal with them and he had took a big part of the place and he opened up this gym threw mats down and would let us taught kickboxing and on the side him and his buddies would roll and that's when the first time i saw it and i was like i was like wow that looks awesome like just get tackling someone getting so them to the ground you... yeah getting them to the ground and just dominating them and you know making them i just, I just thought that was i thought that i could see that that was a better martial art because the stand that you the standing and kicking, yeah, that don't that works so much, but every fight ends up on the ground. So let's why don't we just start there? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's way different from how like we hear like the American story where it's like everyone in their martial art that did like dudes with long ponytails <laughs> and like like Adidas jackets, like they're like no taekwondo is it or like you know kyokushin karate is it? Um, where you were like already like very perceptive of the fact that like dude every fight ends on the ground like if i don't knock you out in the first like two punches it's on the floor right. we were connected we're clinched up but what made you so when did you finally pull the trigger and join the gym and was that gym the no. og princeton why no so the first oh, okay the first that gym that. that i joined was actually so i left i left brazil when i was about 19 uh went live with my mom for a little bit and was in california and uh joined a brazilian it was a black belt academy gym and they had a jiu-jitsu program and this is 2000 this is like 2005 they had like a little jiu-jitsu thing going on and this is in uh god where was this i was it was in orange county somewhere i forget exactly what part of, and I get in there and um, they, I was like, sweet, I want to join. I want to get into this. And they're like, yeah, you know, we have, you know, big program, lots of guys just sign right here. It's a one year membership. Like you have to sign a contract for one year. We lock you in 150 bucks a month. And uh, you know, you have 
access to the full gym. And I'm like, sweet. I just want to do jujitsu though. When do you guys have that? And they're like, oh, we have it uh, for an hour Monday and an hour Wednesday. <laughs> and I was like, all right, sweet. I'll take it. Whatever I can get. Damn. So I buy a gi from them, get the white belt from them, go to the first class, blue belt teaching the class. And I'm like, I was like, oh, what's this blue belt? Like, so I'm like doing research and I'm like, oh, this guy's like a rank above me. And I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> so I go to the next class, blue belt still teaching, went for like a month and a half. And I was like, do you guys ever have any like black belts that come in here? Or, and it was all white belts and this one blue belt teaching this class. And they're like, oh yeah, once in a while we have uh, these seminars and black belts will come in. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, so I'm out. I could already see, like, you could see, like, it was, you know what I mean? Like, I'm 19 years old. I could see, like, this gym, this is a new program. They don't really know what's going on. Like, they're just trying to get it out there. But it was just, it was just chaos. And I was like, this just something doesn't seem right here. So I, I got out. Fast forward a couple years, I'm in Hawaii and things are going good. Uh, I'm in the Coast Guard now and uh, I'm in a good spot in life. And I'm like, you know what? Let me get back into jujitsu. And there was a spot that was five minutes up the street. It was Kailua Gracie in uh, Kailua in o Oahu. And I go there and you know, it was no contract. The guy's super chill. You, I went in in an afternoon and the dude still had sand on his feet from surfing that morning. And I was like, I'm like already like, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is the spot. And, uh, just like super chill vibes. I go in, talk to him. He's like, yeah, come tonight. He's like, you don't have to pay me anything, do a class. And, uh, if you like it, come back, we'll talk. I was like, all right, sweet. So I did a class after the class, everyone's chilling, drinking beers on the mat. And I'm like, oh, dude, this is, this is awesome. <laughs> and it was like, dude, you had yeah. a full array of colors on the mat. You know, you had purples, browns, guys, different sizes, different levels. You could, you know, obviously being in it now for as long as I have, you know that it's safer rolling with someone with a higher belt. And so like you rolling with these other guys and they're like taking care of you and showing you stuff and telling you what you're doing wrong. And I was like, yeah, I'm hooked. And then, you know, life happens, fast forward again, and I'm in Jersey now. And uh, my son is four years old. My ex was like, hey, there's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu at the Y in Princeton. She's like, but it happens to fall on the nights that you have him. And I was like, yeah, I'll take him. Fuck it, I'll take him. But at the time, there was like very few gyms around this area mm -hmm. within like 15, 20 minutes of me that had anything going on. And Ham I'd never really even looked into like Hamilton or anything that far away. And uh, so I was like, yeah, I'll take him, take him to the gym. And the old gym was these old racquetball courts or not racquetball. What was it? Was it like racquetball Squ or handball, smash ball? Squash. Squash. Yeah, it was like old squash courts. I know. Some white people shit. <laughs> and I get back there and it's some you know, you white people shit. You walk in from the basketball courts and you look down, you can see the mats and you're like, oh, wow. All right. Get down there. And, you know, you're the first guy you meet is Art Kinds. And you're like, all right. And this dude's got long hair at the time. He's like, hey, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing, brother? You looking to train? Yeah, yeah, cool. Did he and show like, you his oh, gun? freaking awesome. <laughs> no. Do you have a gi with like a gun holster? With the 50 yard stare. Just a wide, yeah. He's like, this is how we do it here, bro. <laughs> His eyes just widen <laughs> up. Yeah, like as someone who, like I visited the the Y a bunch because um, my good friend Kyle Miro trained there. Yeah. And uh, it was always awesome. Like that was a dope spot because like you had the gym and the sauna connect to it. You had the showers, which is really cool. Um, as two dudes who like didn't train full time at the Y, I joined after they, they, they moved. Um, Yo, yeah, what was special about the Y? Everyone talks about that. It was... It was the beginning of Art and Emily's like journey into their, like when I showed up, they, I think they had maybe three years that they'd been open. You know, they were, they were still fairly new at it. Obviously they'd been in the business for a while. They, they knew what they were doing and, you know, Emily was still going after titles. Art was going after life a hundred percent. 
doing everything 100%. I'm going to cycle. I'm doing it 100%. I'm going to do this. I'm doing it 100%. And he taught the same way too. Every when he when you when you got on the mat, he expected 100% out of you all the time. And if I mean, there were hundreds of times. I'm no exaggeration where he'd pull me off to the side and it's like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, do, do you want to do this? Are you like fucking let's go? Like, why are you letting?" Why can't you pass Mark Davis's guard? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like such an unreasonable request <laughs> for like a blue belt. <laughs> dude, there was one night, dude, one night he set like Mark, Mark was on his back and my goal for like, no lie, 45 minutes, I had to pass his guard somehow and I'm a blue belt and he's just making me go and I'm just coming at Mark and Mark is, Mark's Mark and Mark was, you know, he was, Maybe thirty pounds lighter back then, but <laughs> and he was only he was a nasty, nasty, nasty brown belt. He was a nasty brown belt, and he just fucking took it and he gave it right back to me every night too. But and then why? I don't know. It's just what was special about it. I don't know. It was tight. It was weird. Like it was new. You're coming up. You're coming up through the ranks in there. Um, you know, you at this point you sweat and bled and cried well not necessarily cry but if you got hurt pretty bad like i did all the time and with all these guys you're coming up with them and it was just it was really tight and i don't know it was it was fun but when they got the new spot you could tell like we're growing like this is we're and i'm you're growing with the gym too you know what i mean like we got to move all of our stuff out this out of this little dinky squash ball court and we're going to our own place we have our own door we have our own entrance we don't have to do with naked dudes drying their balls off in the sink (laughs) (laughs) like that was yo dude my first my first time at the y i was like where is it like i didn't know about the back (laughs) door entrance like i'm like in the front they're like the what i'm like jujitsu princeton brazilian jujitsu oh yeah it's like just walk like you, you walk through like gymnastics like basketball courts racquetball like you you're like where the i'm i'm lost i'm for sure fucking lost and uh you finally get there and you're like oh jesus like all the way back here and then come to find out like, oh there's like a side entrance that you should have went into you know that had a thing was on there, yeah, was was there cool. a lot of crossovers yeah, it was... with the judo program there because i know there's a judo program at the y the princeton y no i i never saw i they were the judo thing i think was on the other side of the building that's so weird. Why didn't you guys just It was just upstairs. Share space? Like, it wasn't in a biz. I don't know. I don't know. I, I never even, I never even been over to their mats, nothing. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So, dude, you got your friggin' black belt, man. Yeah, I got my black How long belt. did it take wild. all in all? Like, m- minus, wild. like, the, like, since you came to Princeton, which it seems like that's where most, well, definitely is where most of your training happened. Was it like a nine yeah. nine years or something? Uh, yeah, almost nine, almost ten years. Yeah, Aiden was well. So Aiden was about four and a half. So I would say nine and a half, because Aiden got into it. He was four and a half years old, and uh, I've been in Jersey for or in PA, Jersey. I've been on the East Coast for fourteen years. In February. So, dude, you've lived on February fourteenth at two a.m. <laughs> <laughs> you've lived on the east coast for, for longer than you've lived anywhere else that's it right longer than anywhere bro in my life yeah bro east coast this is the longest east coast how we life bro <laughs> how does that Wait, feel what it... <laughs> oh, i'm a gringo now i'm a gringo again you're a gringo howley yeah are my local you're local that's yeah i like to my brother-in-law my so dude like my sister married a Brazilian dude and they were just down for Christmas. And when he was in my house, I was like, yo, dude, I was like, you're the gringo now. <laughs> he comes full circle. Yeah. Like whenever, whenever we have like Brazilian dudes up for, for seminars and they don't speak a lot of English, you're like the go-to, the go-to translator. Yeah, I know. And it blows people's minds that I speak Portuguese. They'll be like, I remember Mark, uh, or not Mark, Mike Pendolfini when, Tractor came. I'll never forget the look on his face when I started like translating from. He was like, 
<laughs> this kid speaks Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> this whole time he's known you. Yeah. Like, I think people, I, I think yeah. Brazilians get more excited that you're almost because you're non-Brazilian but speak Portuguese versus if you were just Brazilian. I think they, just, I think they love it. I think it's like this novelty that they just like that they really like. <laughs> when I when I first moved back and uh, I was out in Hawaii. Like my Portuguese was still on point. Like the accent wasn't there. Like it's been, it's been many, many years now since I was living in Brazil and, uh, fuck almost 19 years since I left Brazil and my Portuguese was on point and people would be like, nah, you're, you're fucking with me. You're definitely a Brazilian. And I'm like, nah, dude. <laughs> it's cause you kind of like, you're a little dark. So like, it, like people like that that'll probably oh, yeah. mess with people too because it's like you have like that tan you know and it's just a permatan and it's like oh no you're you're definitely yeah you're definitely brazilian you're you're absolutely messing with me yeah. would you ever consider going back down for training like you've never trained in brazil like that's kind of wild no so uh 10 years ago 10 years ago i was back for my sister's wedding and uh I got some training in. I went back to Marcelo's, Marcelo Toro, went back to the Toro, Toro, Toro <laughs> clan and uh, got some training in with those guys. Uh, it was crazy because the, the one kid who we were, I was a kickboxer with who was two years younger than me, yeah, he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. He was a black belt in jiu-jitsu at the time. And I remember just being like, my mind was blown because he was so young. He was in his early 20s. But his, you know, growing up with, two black belts in his house, in his house, his brother and his dad, it wasn't obvious. And their main, their main income is the gym. But it was, uh, yeah, I got to roll with them, but I mean, yeah, I was, I was still new to it and they obviously gave me my lickings. I, I, I think, I think a, a tinfoil map Brazil trip is in the works. Where would you take us if we went, if we went my, down there? Oh, you'd have to go to Maca. Definitely. My dad's got this big ass house because all of us kids moved out. Oh shit! And he's constantly telling us, "You got to come back, dude." I'm telling you right now, if I told you, if you wanted to go, and you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna go stay with my dad," I'd call him up. He'd be like, "Yeah, come. Oh, shit. We'll figure it out. Yeah, get over here, dude. I want to go to Brazil." <laughs> I told multiple people that. Macaé, and Macaé is Macaé is a dope city too. It's definitely changed a lot. Like I see pictures. Like people are posting, and it was this small, small little town when I was when I was there, and uh, I mean I don't even think I right before I left they had they got a McDonald's and that was like a big deal. <laughs> like there was. I wonder what the Brazilian Brazilians McDonald's love fast is. food. They love junk food, right? Oh yeah, batata frita and hamburgers. After every freaking club night, that's a must. There's dudes with carts. You come out of the clubs at night, and it's like these big sloppy hamburgers with egg and bacon in it and oh, corn God. and peas. It's, I could go for that. So I could good. go for that. Yeah. Yeah, corn and everything over A cheese tudo. They have a place in Newark called, no, I think it's in Kearney. Hamburgau. 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 Yeah, and it's like the meat yeah, is like dude, this the, thick. The it's like two there. inch thick. It's like three inch thick. The when I'd be in the water dude, surfing, we gotta go. The uh, some of the Brazilians would like this one dude, Hikado. I'll never forget. I'm I'm in the water and paddling around, and at the time I was like, keep in mind this is like the late '90s, early 2000s. I had the tips. Oh, yes, hair, back did. when I had hair. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. Oh my god. <laughs> I had frosted tips. And so I'm in the water and this kid, I guess, knew that I was the gringo in the town and he was paddles up to me. He's like, Hey you gringo, ne? gringo ne? and I'm like, Yeah, yeah. He's like, Hamburger, hot your dog. Ha 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 away. You know, me. My wife still says hot your dog. She said since since you told her hot your dog. She says hot your dog. She says hot dog every time. Hot dog. <laughs> Except she says it hachi dog. So hot dog. <laughs> Yo, so that actually probably isn't like something we want to ask you. All right. We got we got the path of black belt solidified. You got your intro done. 
let's get to the business. Let's get to the real shit. Let's get. What are your thoughts on Americans who train jujitsu that have the Brazilian accent adopted either? Ironically I, I feel or like this is not talked about at all. This is a, this is a very fresh topic. This, no one wants to address the elephant in the room, Matt. man. Every one of us do. We saw Hanato Hanato Lorange. Like, oh, that's Uncle Hanach. Oh my! Oh, that's right. My bad. <laughs> Wrong Hanato. Yeah, Hanach Lorange. And we're all like, all right, we're that's how I talk because it's fucking hilarious. But what are your thoughts? I mean, so you just heard how long I lived in Brazil, and I don't think anyone would say that I ever even. I like I don't even try to talk with a Brazilian accent. I mean, you guys have known me for a long time. Have I ever done it? It's disgusting. No. It's fucking gross. <laughs> if you're if you are trying to be ironic, trying to be funny, you know, you're you're trying to get you know, some people's attention, it's one thing. Cuz I mean, everyone said it. I mean, we're we're in this art, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Brazilians are everywhere. We're watching videos that are coming out of Brazil. We're, you know, the the top ten are all Brazilian. You're gonna be like, okay, everybody, let's start the class. You know, you like everyone said it, but to like consistently talk with that accent, it's just <laughs> like in your everyday life. It's yeah, just I weird. Definitely, I definitely find myself going, okay, everybody. <laughs> Like, I don't know, you train, <laughs> I like doing that one. That, that, that one's like the go-to, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 hard because it's like you appreciate the culture and you appreciate, you know, the fact that it's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, despite what anyone else says about it. It's like, it's hilarious to just be like, oh, you know, um, but yeah, now that like I'm in a, a class full of like no Brazilian, not a single Brazilian in the class, yeah. it's like, okay, maybe they don't get you know, maybe they're not watching Hanato Lorange. Maybe they're not watching, um, <clears throat> I don't know, mad Brazilian videos. And you're just like, eh, kind of sound like it. Hey, why is he saying yeah, that? Yeah, Shane, because like you, why is he cause you, like cause you always just had stuff. Brazilian. Like, like before Princeton, you always had Brazilians, right? Yeah, yeah. I started, I started with uh, um, a, a few different people. And like my first instructor, um, he was he was Reg, reginaldo almeida he was brazilian and he didn't have a full-on brazilian act. he was like such a serious he was like six foot five he like was this tall taller than colin and he was just like a very serious guy but a huge heart really great really great dude but he'd always bring in like brazilians for um for for classes and i do like that's the the after you do this boom then do this boom and everything was boom 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 uh so like you can't help but like to pick that up. Then I went to like from that guy to like a, a white Irish dude, like the most ginger guy in the world. Like that was like my slowly fading out of being taught by never... a Brazilian. But then I went and like I went and trained with Salo and uh, Shanji a bunch, and they're hilarious about it. Like they love it, you know. Um, and Salo is always boom, boom, <laughs> boom. Everything was boom, dude. Like <laughs> so, and he and he's fucking. He's I have some great solo stories that I can't tell on the pod that I, I, I think I told Colin of one, but yeah, he, he's a crazy dude. And uh, yeah, like I think, you know, they find, they, they find it funny, but uh, yeah, it's just sometimes like, I know there's, um, I knew, we knew one guy who uh, yeah. <laughs> was around Princeton a little bit, but there was a guy who was like, I was like, does he, is he doing it on purpose or is it like a, Tourette's because like by accident because when it's subtle and they know? dip into yeah. it when they settle Does it's one know? thing if if it's like if you say yeah. um if when you say okay guy you know like whatever like that like you, people know that you're joking yeah, even though right. if it's like even if it's pathological joking like you're you don't even know that you're like you right. but you are joking right. and then there's people who are like dead ass serious get on your toes it's, <laughs> it's like it's yeah. like it's like no, you just think you're Brazilian. Uh, like that's yeah. the difference, and that's that's ear. That's no, dark. Yeah. <laughs> that's a Brazilian like lifestyle. Job, Calm down. Calm down. Good, good, good. Take there. Other second question: What's it like going through life with light eyes? Like what's that? You know, I've been told. Listen, I've been told I have light eyes. I'm like, no, 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 no. I mean, like. Like you're almost light skinned with light eyes. Like that's how. <laughs> it, it, what's that like? What's life have been like with, with a guy as a guy with light eyes? 
it's it's cool. It's, it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> it's hard out here. It's it, it was definitely it was definitely rough when I lived in Brazil. Really? I'll tell you that. Being down there, really? light eye. Oh yeah, it was real rough. Light eyes, tan, surfing all the time. None of the chicks wanted to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like i feel like being like being a gringo it's like almost like having like the uh you know like how like everyone every girl says like a british accent's hot or an australian accent's hot it's like you have an automatic <laughs> automatic in i mean for a while there like towards the end i had to act like i had an american accent oh you got to put on thick <laughs> <laughs> they'd be like they're like you're you're Brazilian. Like when I was living down there, and I would like try to like stumble on my Portuguese because my Portuguese is not <laughs> too good. <laughs> um, other question: What's one thing that both Colin or I do during a role that you love and that you hate? Oh my god! I can't well, wait for this one. This uh. Well, this this new route that you guys are taking, this K guard and playing playing on your sides, super exaggerated on your sides. That guard is it's uh it's really difficult for the style of passing that I like to do. And uh, you guys are really good at. Um, I think I told you this the other day, Colin. You guys are really good at capitalizing whenever I lean too far forward or I'm exposing whatever arms on the inside. Um, you guys just snap the two of you just snatch it right up and like clockwork. So I'm troubleshooting right now on how to get around that. You will never ever leg drag me ever again as long know. as I live. It'll never happen. <laughs> if I have to if I have to like spazzy throw my leg over your face, kick you in the face. To realign my hips, it'll Bro, never, never happen. I, I was watching the Hoffa <laughs> at, at the Hickson Cup. Do you remember that? Like when he's like just fl- f- f- yeah, flexing Damn on all those Japanese cut, guys. Dude. And I'm like, I'm like, it's like Josh saw this video and was like, bet. <laughs> he saw this. Oh, you can just spam leg drags and eventually you're going to pass most people's guards. <laughs> Oh, most people like to play flat on their back like an idiot and their legs hanging out there. I'll take those. Push that to the side. Let me tuck that in my pocket. It's funny that you say that you 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 get annoyed by the uh like falling onto a hip because like the the better like if my goal was to just not let you pass my guard, it would uh it, 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 theoretically it's better to just lay on your back like f- like squared up. But you you say you struggle more when were kind of pitched to a, a hip. Yeah, you're you're able to get up. Your your hip becomes, a, I think, because whatever foot is on the bottom, you're able to get and expose, get onto those toes quick and make that hip light mm. and switch them if you need to get to the other side. And uh, it's, I mean, it uh, don't stop. You guys, whatever you're doing, it's obviously working. You can see that the sport is going that way too. A lot of guys are playing that way at top level. Yeah, I'm. I'm still debating it. I really do Try struggle with keys, playing open guard, like square in the back. But I think I'm gonna continue to just pour waste my time, uh, just to <laughs> pour as much time, you know, put as much energy as possible, ignore as many things in my life. But so I can make it work. Whatever it takes. Yeah, there's a like a there's a, there's a three year wave where you go up and down and whatever you're playing. A th- a three year so wave. I, you guys are doing this for what? I feel like I feel like in my journey there was like every three years I would be trying something. Be like, all right, got got this down. I think doing really well with this in the gym. All right, let me get back down into the trough. Let me see what else I can work on, and then starts climbing. Do you ever back get up. worried that you like lose something that happened like two waves ago, and you're like, "Fuck, I was really good at that, but now I'm not so good at that"? Or do you feel like you just it gets locked in or whatever? It depends. Uh, like, 
I used to love half guard, and I know you guys are not proponents of half guard. It's but, boomer uh, guard, actually. It's like boomer if guard. If ever I'm, <laughs> it's boomer. boomer guard. Please. See, you just did it, Shane. The boomer guard. <laughs> I know. But like, it, it, whenever I feel like, whenever I'm in big trouble, I can kind of revert back to there, and it's. You know, it's a safe place for me because I played with it for so long. I don't know. No, I get that. Like, I, I definitely, because I played half guard forever, being a, being a big guy. Um, That was, like, the, that was the game. Like, that's what you did. Like, you played half guard to either wrestle up or half guard to reverse and get to the back, So, which is also basically just a wrestle up. Or you'd stay there to be safe because you have, like, the knee shield as a frame, um, not knowing any better, right? So it's like I, I always – like, if, I, if I'm if i put in a half guard, it's like I'm not worried there. Like, I know I can get out or I can be offensive off of it. So, it's like a good – a huge growth, like a huge jump for me was like I'm never spending any amount of time in that guard. Like I'm either attacking from it or I'm getting the fuck out of it. So, I think that always was a big – a really good switch. Um, So, with that being said, like, you have your black ball now. Like, what's, what's the goal now? Because, like, you know, I think a, a, a really important thing that you said during the – your your accepted speech um was that like it's it's not the end you know a lot of people do get the black belt especially you know in a a, a gym where you know your, your goals aren't competition focused and your goal you know the goal is sometimes for, for most of us is to get the black belt right now you have it like what what's next <clears throat> i mean the i think the best part about getting it is that weight lifted off the shoulder of people people judging going oh i think you should be this you need to do that or your instructors going you know giving you feedback and i mean i not that i'm saying that i don't like the feedback but just constantly going hey i feel you're just like you're constantly climbing this mountain and you guys know, you guys have been doing this for a while. You get to certain points on that mountain where you're just getting hailed on. Your rocks are coming down. There's avalanches and you got to get back up. You got to keep climbing and you get to the top and you're like, you're like, oh shit, that was all worth it. This was a good climb. And now you get to coast. Now you get to coast. Like I'm not like now I'm, I'm not, I'm not really worried about, I'm not really, I don't have that monkey on my back anymore. I can just do something that I love to do without that monkey. It's one less thing that I have to worry about that's holding me back or or pushing me or driving me. Hopefully that's not the case because I love this sport and I, I really don't see, I really don't see an end on sight. My body, I think, is going to be the one that determines that for me. Yeah, I don't think it's coasting. Well, you've done I don't so think what much. you're describing is coasting. Yeah, I think you've ahead, done Shane. so much. No, no, I, yeah, my bad. This three way kind of hard, um, but yeah, uh, the that that idea of like, first of all, top notch mountain like analogy, like oh, the, yeah. the avalanches, rocks. That 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 was beautiful. Um, but yeah, I think that I that monumentous. <laughs> oh, I totally lost my train of thought. Yeah, monumentous, if you will. Um, no, I think uh, yeah, like that that weight on your shoulder of like i could just i could just do this now like i could just just train jiu-jitsu and and just not have to think about that um as a goal it's pretty dope because like you know it's uh definitely something that was well deserved and and you know we all kind of championed for it so it was cool to see that um and what i was what i was going to ask uh was you know the the injury part of it was was pretty big for you right like you you especially this last year was a lot of like the 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 back injury, um, your lower back giving you a lot of issues. And I feel like it was really awesome to see you like not let that deter you. Cause I've seen so many people quit from white to black belt because of, because of injuries like that, or just injuries in general. Um, it was really awesome to see you like really dial in on your health and like really dial in on recovery. And like, yo, out of all three of us, <laughs> bro, what? Abs now. Like, oh, no. he's the only one dude. He's the only one. He, under the under the perfect lighting, man's got a four pack minimum. <laughs> under the perfect, he was the lighting. only one. He's the only one at all of us Damn. that could that can make it happen. So, a little something for Lindsay. <laughs> I mean, what were you gonna say, Colin? It just got to the point where 
like, I mean, you guys know me for a while. You saw the weight fluctuation. I mean, before comp, it was not Kappa, as they say in Brazil. Like, I was skin and bones. And then I would let go. And then it was, Lindsay and I were just talking about this tonight. We were joking around. We had a good dinner, and we're both sitting there, and we're like, let's order a pizza. But that's but that used to be, like, our Sunday night routine. We'd eat dinner super early and then be like, Oh, let's order a pizza. Yeah, fuck it, right? We're just having Second wine. Dinner. Having wine, watching TV, catching up on whatever. But it just I mean, with the birth of my son, my my second son, the injuries, you know, seeing how close I seeing how close I was to getting that black belt, like a brown belt, and I just didn't want to be the guy that got so close and then gave up that I knew like this back injury was one of those where it was like, all right, either surgery or I really got to make some big life changes. Cause I mean, there were mornings where my wife had to help me get out of bed and I get, I work construction. So like there's, you no, have a real man job like, as opposed to mining pussy hands. Man jobs. You have a real ass man job. Like I, yeah, I yeah. work construction <laughs> and I'm, you know, I got to throw boots on. I got to, Move ladders you around. Gotta whistle like girls, and <laughs> <laughs> gotta do some cat calling. the job, and I just I knew that I needed to get some professional help this time. I went and saw Sam, who's amazing. He, uh, I saw him as much as I could. Took all of his, all of the exercises and the homework that he gave me. Took that for real. Went home and actually did them, and didn't just stare at the paper on the on the counter and go, yeah, I'll do those one day. And I just really got after it started a strict routine, a workout routine that I could actually adhere to. I just, I wake up an hour earlier now and I just work out every morning instead of, instead of sitting, scrolling Instagram in the morning, drinking my coffee, I just, I'll go get it over with. And that's what I've been doing for the last nine months. And I feel great. I feel great. Hell yeah, man! I'm proud of you, Sam. Sam with the back-to-back shout out. He might get on, the trifecta on one of these mask. days. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to avoid uh, that shit. <laughs> I'm trying to keep <laughs> keep money out of the hands. It's Colin's mindset, like injuries, bro. not mindset. Yeah, maybe, mindset. Maybe if you're not an alpha chat like myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, I got um, I I had, I had a herniated disc back in the day, and like that whole like trying to get yourself out of bed and. Um, dude, it, I would, I would wake up in the middle of the night, like ready to throw up because of how bad the pain was. Like I would wake up and like, oh, like, cause you, you moved the wrong way at night and it's just like, oh, like in your sleep. And I was like, oh my bro, I fucked myself up. And I didn't do it doing jujitsu. I, I deadlift like a fucking idiot. Slapped man. on a few plates. <laughs> Most of my injuries, they come from <laughs> my back just like a fall, like full tea. Bro, I've been, I've been, in, I've been in balling up in C spine. Bro, the best is watching those high schoolers um, do that, like skinny yeah, ass dude, high schoolers is... just slap on two plates. Oh my god! Full <laughs> <laughs> cat cow. <laughs> it's a mindset, bro. Um, yeah, man. Well, Con, you got anything else? I feel like we're we're about fifty. I know I kept you guys. I, my a little my bit only later. thing is about the, bl- the black Joshy belt. Snake. Like, you're definitely not coasting. But I can totally see how. Or I won't. I won't let you. Man, that's the wrong like, word. I. Uh, I can see how like it. There is a part of me that's like, because it is such a big part of my life, and they're like, oh, you know, when I see old friends or family friends, and like, oh, you're doing jujitsu, or you have to tell them like, oh, what are you doing with yourself with your life besides work, and you're like, oh, jujitsu. And then you're like, oh, I, uh, Colin won this competition. And then you have to kind of like, like, well, it's that purple belt. And and then it's like, oh, you're like a little kid. Like, you're not even a black belt type shit. Like, that, that is hard. So that if there's one good reason to have a black belt is so you don't have to tell, like, your family and friends who, who know nothing about jiu-jitsu that you're not a black belt in jiu-jitsu. I, I, I can't wait for that. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's the that's the biggest asterisk. I feel like is like that's the hardest <laughs> thing as an adult man to be like. I do this fucking pajama. Like, what belt do you? Oh, I'm a, I'm a purple belt. Oh, yeah. My kid's a black belt in fucking taekwondo. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. That that shit is that shit is hard because you're just like. But now it was crazy. Like I was going like even at brown belt, we were like, oh, it's almost black belt, right? I'm like. <laughs> almost, almost. now i'm like oh, I'm, a, I'm a black belt like oh my god I'm fucking black belt over here because like people don't know they're like oh fucking ufc you're a black belt yeah I'm like i'm still uh, i'm still a pussy so i don't know what <laughs> yeah like i said i work construction so i would get it constantly from these guys they, oh, i can only imagine dude the f- man were you fucking hugging <laughs> the guys you fucking- <laughs> no guys it was after after i got the black belt i posted that picture and uh guys at work were like so how many boards did you have to chop to get that thing they're ruthless that's the east coast for you i always tell i always tell jill like i want my kid to like be an electrician or do construction or do like real man no, shit no you don't it's like that's the move. That's the move. The funny part is, is that I tell Lindsay all the time, there's nothing more in life than I want is to sit at a desk, wear nice shoes and wear nice pants every day. Like I hate putting on these boots and going in there. And dude, do, do you think, you know, OSHA, right? Yeah. You guys all heard of OSHA. You think that really yeah, plays yeah. a factor on these jobs? You think guys are actually putting vacuums on everything? There's silica dust everywhere. People are just hammer drilling through walls sparks fly it's it's chaos it's loud go to school <laughs> little Dylan, please <laughs> yeah i know i definitely romanticize the uh the hard working man as a dude who uh you know sits behind the desk all day and i'm like oh i gotta stand up <laughs> i think i'm fucking loser um all right man well dude this is awesome uh thanks for hanging out thanks for joining first official guest couldn't uh couldn't ask for a better one. Congratulations, man. Super proud of you. And uh, well, yeah, well deserved. Yeah, See ya. Thanks. Yeah. Later.